this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Good. Hey, everybody. It's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast. Welcome to episode 83. We are clipping along and um, we have with us Alex Koble Frakes. 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 Dang it. I really made an effort to get it right. Um, and so we haven't done a, a female founder interview in a while. So I'm actually so, so excited. I haven't, um, I don't know. I feel like I just shut that part of me down for a while. And now it's like, and I need to talk to the ladies. So tell us a little bit. So full disclosure, if you're watching on video, you're going to see a little pack in front of her. She has twin, two month old twins. This woman is crazy. I don't know what she's trying to prove, make us all look bad. But if you're listening and you hear some squawking of babies, you know what's up. And uh, hopefully they'll they'll remain nice and chill while we chat. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, thank you for having, you know, coming on. And also I, I did speak with your co-founder, Sunny, um, last week. And so we got to get her on here too. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so thanks for having me. I'm yes. really excited. First interview postpartum. So um very excited to be joining and sharing, you know, whatever I can share that's helpful to the listeners. And um, also excited to be standing up for working moms who, you know, especially during the pandemic are having to juggle so much more than even before, you know, women carry the burden of a lot of unpaid labor. And uh, so just cheers to all the women making it work out there. We, we see you, we recognize you, we love you. So that's awesome. Yep. So tell us about, so it's, so I talk a lot about, um, in my coaching practice, I talk a lot about periods and cycling and how, you know, how giant an impact that has on everything that we do as women. I have four daughters from the age of 33 to 11. The 11 year old's about to get her period. She's the last one that's going to get it. And I talk a lot about, you know, it's a boys club, you know, especially in coaching. And that was one thing that Sunny and I chatted about. And I love the boys. I love Dean Graziosi. I love Tony Robbins. I love all of them. They're not all of them. That's not fair. I like some of them. Um, but it's still a boys club, you know, and, and I make jokes. Like if I hear one more guy say, uh, you don't need eight hours of sleep. You need four hours of sleep. I'm going to flip my shit because <laughs> it's so far beyond. And by the way, swearing is totally fine on this podcast. Perfect. Good. Um, I don't want to get kicked off. In the no, first I know. <laughs> I had to establish that early on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, we need, we need so many different things. And and part of my giant mission is to help women get into their feminine and still crush it in business, because I believe that that's a hundred percent possible. I'm doing it. Lots of other women are doing it. So talk a little bit about the agenda, um, and what that is and, and where that came from and how you came to be. And let's kind of start there. Yeah, I love that. I love just like right off the bat, I started reading this great book that's called Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. And so we we come to these tools, we come to the world of coaching, we come to the products that are already on the market, not understanding that they're built for a default already that is male. Um, and so we get into these traps. It, it happened to me. It happens to our clients where something will be working for me. A tool will be working for me 
you know, maybe during the follicular phase, unbeknownst to me, and then I hit the luteal phase and the tool stops working and I automatically assume something's wrong with me. Oh my God. Yep. And anyone else can, can I, I did it this week, this week. <laughs> Got my period today and everything is right as rain again. I feel great. My business yes. is perfect. Okay. <laughs> I actually found myself on, as, as soon as I started my business, every month during the luteal phase, I, I found myself on job boards and I didn't even recognize the pattern until I stood. But I was on the floor crying. I was absolutely convinced my business would fail. No one had ever hired me to be a coach again. And, and it was all in the in the trash. And then three days later, oh, I love my business. Everything's great. And I'm like this keeps happening like a lot. And at the same time, so I, I finally started to understand that cyclical connection, but I think that's just kind of where we start this from is if you feel guilty, if this seems weird at first, it's because you're not even recognizing maybe yep. that the default patterning is already just male because we just call it normal. We don't even call it male. <laughs> so well, that, and isn't there like, I, I, I just did a hormone panel and I did a course where I was she read my panel and we did the Dutch hormone test and men's hormones are 24 hours. That's their clock. Yeah. Like, so that's, and if you look around at the world, that makes perfect sense. It's set up for that. Yeah. yeah the circadian rhythm. And Elisa VD talks about the infradian rhythm, which is the longer 28 to 35 day cyclical hormonal patterning that is also at play for all of us. But if we have been convinced that normal is being the same every 24 hours, we are never going to feel like we're doing it right. No, you're fucked. Like that's fucked the from only, the very beginning. Like there's no other <laughs> way to say it. Like that's what happens. And you feel yeah. like an absolute gong show failure. Yeah. In every area because you're not getting it. Okay. So, yeah. so tell us about what the agenda is and like what, you know, obviously how we, what came, inspired how we it, came to here. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I started my health coaching company. I have a business degree, but I had always been trained to how to build a business for someone else as an administrator, right? You don't learn about being an entrepreneur. So it's a really different, scary world, particularly given the landscape we just laid out for you all, you know, like this, all these secret landmines that are buried everywhere that we don't even know what to look out for. And so I was having that pattern of boom and bust in my business, feeling great sometimes, and then being convinced it was going to fail, that I would never be a coach, blah, blah, blah. So uh, a mentor of mine recommended that I started to track my sales conversions. I was like, easy, I can do a spreadsheet. When I did that, I found out that, and you may already have found this out or, or coach on it yourself, but I found that I had higher sales conversions in the ovulation phase of my menstrual cycle. And I was like, what is going on? This is wild. And it led me to consider when are other times in my business where something feels easier because I was in that pattern of thinking I had to do everything every day, yep. right? Like that 24 o'clock, like I had to do sales, marketing, copy, have clients, all of it every single day. Um, so when I found that little connection with ovulation, I thought, hmm, what else really takes me longer or is less efficient or more efficient depending on where I'm doing it in my cycle. And I started to see a ton of other patterns emerge. The most shocking one was definitely the money one, right? Like, yep. like I can make more money depending on when I have these conversations. That is a good tip to know. Um, so I really wanted someone to have, have mapped it out for me. I, so I looked for a planner. I was like in a meditation on my period, right? Like that's the, the intuition was flowing. I was yep. like, man, I need to buy this tool. And I couldn't find 
find it. And so if it existed at the time on the internet, I could not find it. I looked on Amazon. I looked for like multiple weeks because I was ignoring the call just to do it myself because I wanted someone else to do it. Um, But finally, when I didn't find the tool I was looking for, I asked Sunny if she wanted to make up a planner with me. She was a fertility coach. She was using cycle syncing for other areas of, of her clients' lives. And she's like, I'm not doing that for my business. Why am I not doing that for my business? I was like, girl, I don't know. Why aren't any of us doing this for our business? Um, So we set out to make the agenda period, which I actually do have a copy of it right here. So this is, this is the hard copy, very beautiful, very empowering colors. Um, So we did a beta test with other women in business, mostly predominantly health coaches, did a Kickstarter in 2019, made the hard copy planner, took the show on the road, went to meet people all around the country. And they're like, great. So when's the app coming out? And I was like, Oh, yes. Do you know how hard it was to do this this thing, this paper <laughs> thing that you have in front of you? You know how many hours that took me? I was like, I don't know. I'm not a tech founder. I'm not doing that. They're like, uh, well, you should. And so after person number 1,000 tells right. me, hey, like, where's the thing? And I was like, I guess we'll make the thing. And so the thing. 2020 was like a whole adventure on getting into a business accelerator, really sharpening our skills. Um, and going down the path of app development. So that's the snapshot of the agenda period and kind of where we are year to date. Amazing. I've built an app. It's not easy. It's uh, it's quite frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. That, we'll it's, just leave it at that. <laughs> it's tough. So cheers to any app developers out there. Y'all have a tough job. <laughs> so when you think about what, you know, part of, part of like, as you're talking, I'm, my mind is going crazy. Like I, how do you foresee the app working? Like, do you, is it just any woman or are you going like, here's how I could see it working for my coaching practice would be a, I'm going to get everybody an agenda planner for sure. Um, any of my clients, but can you sort of, what's your, when you think about pie in the sky for the business, what does it look like for you? It looks like millions of users every month, like starting off for women in business, but um, really because the, that's one of the things we hear all the time. Well, oh, that that's great, but Alex, I can't change my schedule because the world isn't set up that way. Mm. Um, but again, like we talked about, the world is set up on the default of male, and I and I don't need the default to be female. I just we want to disrupt the market in a way where there's room for both. Right. So the goal is um, pie in the sky is global menstrual equity in a way that is a little different than a lot of companies talk about it. So people talk about global menstrual equity, meaning everyone who has a period has access to menstrual supply so that they can have a period with dignity. What it also means to us, so that's like level one. Level two is every cyclical person has access to the information about how their biology works yep. because we know how the male biology works and I don't even have those hormones. So everyone should at least have access to that information. And then third, that everyone can get empowered and choose to live an embodied cyclical way, if that makes sense for them. So that within my lifetime, every cyclical person on the planet meets all three of those criteria, has access to the supplies, education, and empowerment that it comes with having this hormonal programming. Because without wow. periods, we wouldn't have more people on the planet. So. I know. It's, and it's like, <clears throat> here's the thing that I find interesting about these conversations. It's easy, I think, for women. Like there's two sort of sides to it. It's easy for women who call themselves feminists, like feminists, to be honest, are some of the most masculine energy creatures on the planet. Like they think (laughs) their female energy is flowing. It is not. They're incredibly masculine. And it's like, 
it's easy to get wound up as a woman and be like, why the fuck is in there space for my parent, you know, and get like into that. But there has to be this balance because I don't even think like, I think when you have the conversation with a man, they're like, Oh, like not all of them. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of them are like, Holy shit. I didn't even realize that. And they, they might like, I know in my environment. So my husband and I, we still live together. We're raising the younger one together. We're separated. We have separate rooms and everything. He's my best friend. We co-founded companies together. It's all hunky-dory. He makes jokes though. Like my nickname when I'm PMSing is Gwen. Okay. (laughs) And I'm 45 in like on Sunday. I can handle that having to set, give me a separate name, but I get pretty amped with him when he's making jokes to the kids. And the reason for that is because their condition, like he's not malicious. He's the most gentle creature you'll ever meet, but they've been conditioned to make fun of it. They've been conditioned to talk shit about it. They've been conditioned to say it's bad. We are not like, and it's the opposite in my house, but like, do you think, you know, because it feels like it's time for us to shut them up really with their conversation around this topic. And do you feel like when you talk about this to men, for example, are they like, holy shit? Cause like, just imagine if every woman on the planet in business, in a boardroom, in a whatever understood this and the men understood it. And the men could look and say, you know, Alex is in week three. It makes sense why she's talking like that. I'm going to give her space for that. I'm going to honor that instead of saying, why are you so fucking emotional? Like, can you imagine like that's to me, that type of world is way more powerful than fighting it. But when you think about or have the conversations with men around this topic, what's this, what do you get back from them? Do you have to correct them a lot? Do you have to say, listen, don't talk about menstruation like this. Like, give me a sense of how that conversation looks for you. I think there there are a lot of jokes about it because just like we aren't always conscious that the default is male, men are also not conscious that the default is male and they don't even understand that there's this other programming at play. So some guys are like, wow, that's an amazing growth hack. Do you have something like that for me? That's like one of the responses. Wow. That we, that we it's all about them. Damn it. No, I'm just saying. I was like, can we just have one thing? You don't need to co-op like, my yeah. period. <laughs> like, come on. Come on now. Um, <laughs> and maybe there is, but my hands are full. So if you want right. a project, go for it. Like you can figure yeah. that out. Um, but I think we, and then I get a lot asked, like, how can I support? Like, that's really right. interesting. How can I support? So I'm like, we need more allies. And right. I think the reason that men joke about it is if you think back, I don't know what your health education was like in school, but mine was like, um, a mess. And it was, yep. it was like a couple classes in fifth and sixth grade, but men and women or boys and girls at that time were separated Yeah, and boys got different stuff. They got different information. And then we also look at the landscape of leadership in politics, in companies right now. And it's still, the default is male. Almost like 90% of the world is still run by men. But men very early on were taught very clearly that they should not talk about menstruation in a serious way. Right. That they should not be a part of the conversation, that they were not welcome into the conversation. And in fact, it's really awkward if they are around that conversation. So I think it's hard for them to know how to talk about it in a way that's helpful and supportive. And so that's what I tell men all the time. We need more allies. We need more men normalizing this. And if you do it right, you are going to gain a tremendous benefit 
from understanding the women in your life this way. Uh, they will thank you. You will thank you. Um, and so actually I have some male coaching clients who are like, oh yeah, I started tracking every woman in my life. I tried to, I started tracking their cycle, yeah. like women I'm close to. And it's made our interpersonal relationships better because I know what kind of approach I should use during different times. Yep. And it's just like, yes, the whole planet could be like that where we yep. have space for that. So those are kind of the two funny responses I get. Oh, the third response to our company is, oh, like that's like a, an interesting idea, but it's too niche of a product. That's um, like, <laughs> hey, like, I'm sorry, what? Like, yeah, yeah. So niche only, only over half of the population has a period at some point and it's a continuously renewable market. You're right. So niche. So niche. Yeah. Yeah. You better just t- put it all down and do something else, honey, because that's too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um. So when you talk about, so th- that's part of the thing, I think, you know, my mission is to to impact 20,000 women this year and have them really start to dip into their heart and not just in their heads because that's part of it, right? Like I think, and that's that's the underbelly of problem, I think, for, for women is that when I would get like in my luteal phase, right? I'm tired, I'm slowing down, I'm not feeling as energized, all of those things. But because I'm watching the men and I'm watching the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world and the Tony Robbins of the world. And I'm like, I got to fucking hustle. I got to do at the same pace as they are. And the real, you know, real talk, it, it can be very problematic it, for us physically. Like, yeah. so I did this, this program about the Dutch hormone results and I found out what my estrogen is, my progesterone, my DHEA, um, and my cortisol and my adrenals. And if I don't, and if I don't learn to shut the hunter off, the masculine off, I will get cancer someday. Mm. And that's a fact. And how many women are going around town like that without even having the first idea that if, because and I, my body was telling me, but I was like, no, I got to do it. I got to be a hundred percent all the time. And so for decades, I'd go a hundred percent all the time. And now I know the information. And I mean, I like, we're very, you know, we, drink celery juice, organic blah. We're doing all the things we've done them all, but it was the, the obsession with trying to keep up with the guys at the same level for 28 days, every single friggin' month that created the problem. And I think like how many young women, I mean, you look way younger than me. So like how many women in your category will have cancer when they're 50 because they overdid it and didn't pay attention to their cycles. Lots. I've got my sister-in-law just got a 20 pound tumor removed from her belly. She has no kids. She's in her thirties. She's it's not, it's precancerous, but she's in her masculine. She's driving her body into the state. And if she, if, if we knew, and I like this work you're doing is so critical. It's everything. I think like I'm telling you, I think, you know, the more of us that stand up together like this, it has to change. And, and your, your cycle is a part of this. There's def, there's, there's parts, you know, like when you're PMSing, for example, there are decisions you make, you wouldn't make three weeks out of the other, out of the other three weeks. How many women have fired people? How many women have done things they really regret during that chunk of time? How many have ended their lives? How many have ended their businesses? Right? Like this is no joke. Some women get way worse symptoms than, 
me or whoever. Um, So when you think about like, like when you talk about women in business, do you, is this the first thing you talk to them about? Is this, you know, tell me a little bit about kind of how you broach the subject. Are they all like, yes, this is important. Or they're like, well, I don't really know. Or like, what's the, what's the sense that you get from these women? I just speak from my own experience um, and speak from the experience that we've had other people open up to, because I think there is so much stigma and shame because of we've had to keep up with this programming and this processing. And we've even had women say like, like older women in their sixties or seventies are like, well, I just have to deal with it. So I don't know why, right. Why, why it should be different now. And like, uh, just because you survived it, my love does not mean it needs to stay you this didn't way. Thrive. You didn't thrive. <laughs> Um, so I think there is that, and there's that lack of trust because hating our bodies and hating the menstrual cycle all kind of plays in together. And when we realize how much anxiety is created by this, like so many women we've worked with say they've had anxiety every single month, their entire life during their period, afraid of bleeding through in public, afraid of being taken the wrong way. And when we look at spending an average of eight years of our lives menstruating, just the bleed part. Like think of how much lost potential and energy and, you know, and everything there is when we, when we exemplify and amplify that out by billions of women on the planet right? for for all of time. So um, we just try to come to this with curiosity and and open it up the conversation. Like this is what's worked for us. What's resonating for you? Um, Are you hearing anything in my story that reminds you of your own story? And typically women are like, oh my God, I have the same fight with my husband every single month. Like, hello, leave your face. (laughs) Hello, intentional discernment. Maybe there's something you need to work on there. Maybe there's a boundary that you're missing somewhere. Um, So we're just really trying to open it up that way and letting people come to it in the way that makes the most sense for them because there is so much shame and, and the need for permission giving, which is why we really want other women to be talking about this, to share the message, because when I give myself permission, it gives other people permission to explore it as well. So that's why we know in order to help save the planet, this needs to be a global mission. I could not agree with you more. And I, and I say that, um, that my, my, the thing I say often to anybody who will listen is that, cause I do like, for me, it's still, there's still the connection to the feminine divine. This is what, this is it. Like our cycle is the epitome of feminine divine. I mean, it's everything. And when we can shift the way that, because it has to start with us, right? Like you and I are great. We understand it, but there's millions and millions of women who still, you know, that I know who are just going mental and just like totally hustle, hustle, hustle. But people that are not in their hearts, even women, they, you know, somebody in their hearts doesn't kill anybody. They don't put airplanes into buildings. They don't put a knee on a man's throat till he dies. They don't rape children. They don't sell them for sex slavery. Like people, when you, when they're in there, and, but we have to start the conversation and I, and it starts here. It starts a talking about our bodies, talking about like, we make life for crying out loud. Like, why are we back here quiet? And again, it's like that balance. We're not, I'm not saying, and I brought the feminist thing because there, there are a lot of angry women who are feminists and it's not like that because I think men just want to be, they do. Men just want to be a, the mature masculine wants to be our hero. And if we can make them our ally, the whole thing will shift. It's not just, it's not just a period is kind of what I mean. Like it's, 
it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's, it's owning that femininity. It's doing shamanic dancing at certain times of your cycle. It's doing breath work. It's doing all those gorgeous things. But as we do that, we sort of, the, the pink bubble kind of, you know, it radiates and then everybody's in the conversation and things get calmer and things get more beautiful. So I, I love, love, love the work that you're doing um, and Sunny is doing. And I think it's like, it's a game changer. And it's, when I, and I, I can't even remember who I was talking to. I think it was somebody on Facebook and she mentioned you guys. And I was like, oh, what? Cause I talk about this. I'm obsessed <laughs> with talking about cycling. And she's like, you've got to check these girls out. And I, so I, I did. And oh my gosh, I'm so happy that we connected. Um, how's the, how are the babies doing? The babies are good. Um, I'll need to just like give a sneak peek at the end, but Estelle keeps spitting out her pacifier. I say she's going to be my boss someday. Like this, this little lady, she's gonna, she's gonna run circles around all of us. And Margo is like keeping it calm and keeping, keeping the beat steady. So, you know, they definitely are keeping me on Mm. my toes, but I, I feel this even more strongly right now, the desire to fix the planet, um, like with these two little humans under my care and in my family and just knowing that there is space for all of that. And I have a really healthy relationship with my husband where we do have that balance and there's space for the masculine and feminine um, and that neither one outshines. And we both, everyone demonstrates characteristics of both of them. So right. But there's so much of this boxing in that really makes everyone small and really creates a lot of these, a lot of these problems on the planet. Um, like with that hustle mentality that you were talking about, when we follow the cycle, we are just as productive. Yep. It just looks different. Like we, I get as much done as I did before, but I feel good. Yep. Like I love ever, that you said that. <laughs> you know, does that everyone want that? Like, I don't do less work. I do just as much work, but it takes me less time and I am healthier. Yeah. Yep. There's like That's what's on offer for all of us. During my ovulation, I will go 16 hours a day and not even worry, like not even blink. This week, it's like, you know, maybe six, maybe it's four and some Netflix later on. And Heck But yeah. I just don't, I don't punish myself anymore. That's the biggest thing is I stopped... Because I figured it out. I thought, holy shit, this is going to pass in a couple of days. Okay. Like, it just will. Because how much energy and time, literal time, was wasted by punishing yourself? Like, how many hours did we lose all of us, again, just like what I talked about, eight hours bleeding. Well, what about the pre, the PMS, the premenstrual? Like all of this time just sucks us out of our creativity, out of our joy. And that's not in the best interest of anyone. No, no, it's, yeah. uh, it for sure isn't, especially. So it's, it's about the know. period and not. It's about like true embodied living and freedom and a new, a new path forward. Yeah. Well, you guys are exceptional. I'm so happy we connected. So where can people find you if they want to, is the app ready? Is it, I know it's close. So close. It's so close. Yes. Um, it has been a labor of love and some, some challenging times, but, um, we are looking at a MVP launch in March. So by the end of March, so there's a pre-order up on our website, theagendaperiod.com. Like I mentioned, we already, we have the, um, 
physical product out right now, as well as a PDF version. If you want to like dip your toe in and start getting curious about that, because we just really recommend that people start to track and become their own authority on their bodies, because that's definitely something we're not encouraged to do as women is become our own authority, right? We're constantly looking outside of ourselves to really flipping that script and just encouraging people to get into themselves. Um, Facebook, theagendaperiod.com, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social medias, LinkedIn, you know, wherever you want to find us. We're Amazing. happy to connect and answer questions. Um, I will, I will say one thing too. So I, how old are you then? I'm 29. Oh my God. Like my kids are older than you. One of them. <laughs> so I'm 45. I'm like I said, I'm turning 45 on Sunday. And here's what's interesting is in the last probably five years, the luteal phase and my ovulation have started to switch. Mm. And that's something women who are perimenopausal, because you can do that for 10 years, right? Yeah. That's, and maybe food for thought for you and, and some other type of agenda, because it does switch. So now when PMS, like when, during ovulation, I would have been like, you know, wanting to get me some. And now I, it's like a period. It's like, I get cramps. Mm-hmm. All of the things that you would get normally in your luteal phase are happening in ovulation. Now the mood is similar but it's interesting because my body's shutting down the option, right? It's like, okay, well, you're not supposed to make babies anymore. Your reproductive days are nearing the end, but mm-hmm. it's, so that's an interesting thing that happens. Um, and I went to, I have a naturopathic doctor and I went to her and I said, listen, like, what the hell is, and she's like, it's totally normal. All my patients that are 40 and up are starting to have this conversation where they're not feeling that like they want to have sex. They're not horny at this stage in the game. They're more this, this, and this. And I said, holy shit. And it's true. It does happen. But it's an, it's an interesting thing to start to witness because there's a lot yeah. of women my age too who are starting businesses, yeah. right? Because they've done the corporate thing. I've been in business since I was young, 20. Like I've always had my own business, a version of it. But like a lot of them get to the stage where they're, they're done. They don't want to work for somebody else. And so it'd be an interesting conversation to see how, how their cycles are shifting at perimenopause. I know I've just gave you a whole new project. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely, that's the goal is to, to really help do global menstrual equity is to build out a hormonal health hub where we're kind of doing both ends, the lower end, much younger women, and then older yeah. women. Um, in the agenda, we have the moon cycle spread that's in there. So even women who are no longer cycling, yep. uh, they can follow along with the moon energy and really use that as, as their rhythm or their kind of guideposts along the way. So our goal is truly to support no matter what women are going through, but we're going to be able to use that data to help women inform and understand and expand the conversation. So, so excited for women of all ages and stages to be, get their hands on this app. It's going to be amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, you uh, keep me posted on when the app is launching because I'm super interested and I'm serious. Like I will, you know, every client that uh, signs with me will get one of your agendas, like the paper ones, because you know, it, it, ha- it, ha- it just has to be that way. That's, that's really how I feel about this. So, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for, for coming here and, and having this chat. And I even more so because you have twin babies there and, uh, that's crazy. I don't know how you're doing that. I'm usually like, I can do anything with a baby. I'm like, but a podcast with twins, that's a challenge. <laughs> Girlfriend, you put me to shame. That's not makeup and a shower. That's different. <laughs>